This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop, episode number 593. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis. Coop. Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And from the great state of Maine, Seth Macy is joining us today. Hello, hello. Seth is, uh, I especially appreciate Seth joining us today because today is technically his day off, but the Scoops uh, cannot wait and right. generously uh, Scoop called don't it. take a holiday. Yeah, Scoop does not take a holiday, except for sometimes when it does. <laughs> we got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about uh, Avengers. We're going to flip through the ni- the September 1990 issue of Video Games and Computer Entertainment. But first, finally, after many months of rumors, the Mario 3D uh, package is a uh, collection uh, was officially announced. Surprise announced by Nintendo this morning, along with a bunch of other. Mario announcements to coincide with the, his 35th anniversary. So, Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection announced for Switch, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. It's out very soon, September 18th. Uh, lots of people are uh, apparently excited for it. Uh, lots yes. of people are pre-ordering the game right now as we speak. Um, but there are also some reasons to maybe be a little bit uh, irked uh, about the whole situation here. Um, some people are wondering why there's no Mario Galaxy 2 in the collection. Some people were hoping for a little bit more uh, polish. They're not remakes, they're ports uh, of, of these classic games. And also, apparently, they're only going to be available until March 31st of next As year. As a package deal. As a package deal. And then what? Nobody knows wow. what the future holds. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the so only. Sunshine is in widescreen. It's in 16 by 9, and I think that's the only change, right? Like, otherwise, they're just porting the games over. Mm-hmm. 
Is 64? It's 64 is in widescreen also, right? No. I don't think so. Weird. Really? They, in, the, in the trailer, they filled it end to end with their... Uh, yeah, they zoomed in. Showing it. They just zoomed in? Yeah, they must have. Because I, I, Yeah, I, I think they explicitly said that only sunshine has been made widescreen. Oh, man. That's so strange. They did that with Banjo-Kazooie just fine on the, on the Xbox. Mm. Uh, yeah, when, and that was an HD version. Um, mm-hmm. I don't so much mind uh, playing you know, the original 64. My, my only concern is what, have they done anything with the camera? Like, have they actually given it a camera that you can control? I'm sure the answer is no. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that will make that game, that, that's what makes that game hard to play for me. The fact really? you can't control the camera. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's a it's a showstopper. But I, I do know that the C stick <laughs> version of stuff was kind of strange. A lot of the time, the camera does a lot of work for you. Um, it's definitely definitely feels like a different era of game. But it's nothing like playing yeah. Resident Evil One now or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I replayed Mario sixty four recently, and like you know, I know I, that's one of my favorite games of all time. So I know the mm-hmm. game inside and out. But yeah, you definitely spend a lot of time fighting the camera, <laughs> and um, many companies, including Nintendo figured out how to do a 3D camera <laughs> in yeah. in the years after Mario 64 came out. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh I I I'm 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 a little bit down on this news. Uh Mario Galaxy 2 is incredibly underrated and I think incredibly underplayed. I think its absence is kind of baffling um and inexplicable. Um, I understand why 3D World is not included um, because uh, Nintendo does have sort of a cottage industry of porting over Wii U games onto the Switch, and it's coming, you know, which you're probably going to get to. It's it's coming as its own, you know, sort of full-fledged port. Uh, But, you know, no 3D Land from the 3DS and no, especially no Mario Galaxy 2 um, Mm -hmm. is a big bummer for me. Um, And so these three games for 60 bucks you know, some of which are over 20 years old uh, in the case of Mario 64. It's uh, it bums me out. Like I, I, I'm, I'm a little underwhelmed to be honest. Mm-hmm. Sam, how are you feeling about it? I think it's amazing. I don't really like Mario galaxy, or Mario galaxy two. So I don't really care about those games, but I really, really, really want to play 64 on the go always. And then uh, sunshine is one of my favorite games ever. I think it's so great. Uh, I'm worried about like, I'll try galaxy again, but it's a little bit too acrobatic you know, kind of run to the end of the level based for me. And I think that's really cool uh, for what it is. But uh, I, I like the more explorey type stuff, you know, sure. as you guys know. Um, I think that uh, I'm really c- confused about what they'll do because a lot of things just requires you to point at something and like shake the Wii remote. Just mm-hmm. that, There's just a lot of that in that game. And so I guess they'll just change it with button prompts where you'll just like hit A and you'll jump from planet to planet to planet to planet. Because there's a lot of like gimmickry in that game for the Wii remote. Um, they clearly will have to take out the uh, the the two player stuff, and I'm saying that fully knowing that the Switch is capable of point controls. It's just half of the Switches out there don't have those. They're, they're oh, they, a different system. They addressed that. You actually they rec- say you will have to buy a set of Joy Cons if you want to play. Oh this yeah, switch. so you have to get a Joy Con, and you can yeah. sync Joy Cons to your to the, uh, to the Switch Lite. Yeah, yep, that's good. So uh, maybe they'll have those options, and then they'll also have the ability to change to turn them off, which would be cool. Um, but yeah, like I, I, this collection is just one of the things today and everything that, that was announced, it was just like the coolest, coolest news day that I wish was at an E3 so I could walk <laughs> around and see that booth. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm a little bit bummed about the way Nintendo went about it. Like they, they didn't announce ahead of time that they were going to be making this announcement. So I like, I woke up this morning <laughs> and just like went through my routine. I was making coffee and 
checking emails and looking at the news. And then I saw a headline on another site just saying that Nintendo announced these rematches. So I was like, what? I like totally missed it, you know, and I wish I could have been there to like, mm-hmm. watch it when, uh, when it was actually being revealed. Uh, Seth, how are you I, feeling about the uh, 3D All-Stars? Oh, I sort of like you. Since I'm on vacation, I slept in and I woke mm-hmm. up to a text from uh, <laughs> former IGN community manager, manager Chris Abbott telling mm-hmm. me all about it. I watched it. I didn't. I didn't like get any details. I went downstairs. I turned on the the big screen TV. I dialed in YouTube and I watched it. And when they announced Mario Sunshine, I literally went <gasps> because I did not expect that at all. I immediately really? started. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I just didn't. Also, uh, I have played Sunshine recently, and uh, hopefully, it's better than the last time I played it, like a year ago. Um, no, it's no, it's not. It's gonna be the same I still game. I love that game. game, but I, it was it's, it was hard to control on the GameCube, harder than I remember uh, it being. But anyway, I immediately went out and pre-ordered it as soon as I could. Uh, Connor, my oldest son, he remembers Galaxy like very fondly. He was little when that game came out, and now he's sixteen, so he's got like his first wave of nostalgia. And then I went on Twitter to express my joy, and everybody on Twitter was complaining about <laughs> Mario and how it wasn't their Nintendo dreams come true. And I remembered why I don't use Twitter very often anymore. Well, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I saw you after, like later on, after I posted. You know, like everyone is just trying to find fault in this beautiful thing that Nintendo has given us. And then I see Justin, who, uh, uh, you know, full disclosure, is my boss, also <laughs> complaining about. It. So I wasn't subtweeting you, Justin. I was just no, no, uh, no. subtweeting literally everyone else online. No, I can never predict, Steph. like, before I'm going to share my hot take, I share my hot take before I read other people's hot takes. And so I don't know, am I about to be piled on by everybody <laughs> or am I a part of the pile on? Am I a part of, like, the, the, the popular, more, like, common, you know, opinion? And I actually have not read any Mario uh, discourse from today. So, you know, I'm not really sure whether people are into it or not. But for me, um, I see it as Nintendo doing the bare minimum and um, I'm I'm actually pretty bummed out. Like I'm like to to represent the older Mario games, they just tossed Mario All Stars on Nintendo Online. Yeah, and like you can't. There's there's nothing else you can do. Like those are inferior versions of those old games anyway. Um, yeah, I, it, you know it's nice that it's free or that you know if you pay for Nintendo Online, like you have these you know classics you can now experience in a different way. But I don't know. If that felt like an afterthought too. Um, I was not into it. Yeah, the Game and Watch is amazing. I think every time they alter a Super Mario Brothers game and add things to it from the '80s, that's the coolest thing ever. You know, like yeah. NES remix style. I think that's amazing to be releasing a piece of hardware that's Game and Watch branded too. Love that. I love the pin collecting meta game that's oh. happening around this all. That's really cool for me. And then I, I thought that the additions to Super Mario 3D World, the uh, Bowser's uh, Rage, so it's called yeah. Bowser's Fury. Bowser's Fury. Uh, whatever that is, was like the coolest glimpse at anything. I love how that looked. I thought that looked so cool. And I don't know, like the way they separated the camera out and that and showed it, like it didn't look like, you know, that 3D world style. And so I don't really know what it is. Uh, clearly, it's some kind of cat Mario themed, you know, platformer. Uh, but I'm super into that idea. And I like the idea of Bowser being mad. I think he's very funny when he's mad. Mm. So that was really cool. They're just like, yeah, I was endlessly excited about all the the, the stuff today. And I didn't, yeah, the, the, the trilogy pack was like probably like one of the things I was just like, oh, that's just a cool addition. I didn't realize it'd be such a focus of everybody's attention. Yeah, I think that's like the main thing that everyone's been uh, waiting on for all these months of these rumors. Not a Game & Watch? No, I don't think so. Although I, I think it's cool that the Game & Watch apparently has 35 secrets 
for people yeah. to find. That's that so cool. Much. I thought maybe it was going to be like an on-screen thing, you know, like on your Switch. And then they're like, no, it's a piece of hardware that you can buy. And it plugs yeah. into a USB-C port. And it has games already built into it. And uh, I, I just uh, realized <laughs> that this purge of my game collection that I'm doing right now is completely stupid and pointless because I'm just going <laughs> to fill up all the room that I'm making with more, uh, you know, useless junk that I never open and, and play. Damon, you got your wish. We now have a lineup for Nintendo this fall. Yeah, I don't know if that was my wish, but, <laughs> but yeah, at least we now know what. what because they got it. Pikmin out of the way, right? And then there's like, oh my god, I forgot about. all about Pikmin. Holy yeah, god. but this, yeah. this Pikmin comes out, out before Pikmin. Yeah, I know this is out. Yeah, because they wanted to do the announcements all at once for Mario, so they got Pikmin and Pokemon Snap out there, and then you know those are. I don't actually know if Pokemon Snap is going to make this fall, but uh, mm. but Pikmin they say is, and so now we kind of know what the co- kind of like cloud of holiday titles are for yeah, Nintendo. This- uh, yeah. supports my hypothesis that Nintendo is going to beat Microsoft this holiday season. Even with yeah. the Xbox Series I mean, X coming out. In terms yeah. of like total, just like total In terms sales. of just like who, yeah, I think the Switch is going to outsell the Xbox Series X this holiday season. <laughs> I mean, I really That's do. A spicy. That's a spicy prediction. I'm not, I don't bring, and I don't get joy from saying these things. Like, these are just things that I feel in my gut. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure. Uh, I mean, depending on how limited PS5 is, I don't know. Maybe Switch will outsell the PS5 as well. I mean, yeah. If only if it's uh, limited by supply. Like, there's no yeah. stopping the PS5, unfortunately. Although the Switch is also that. the Switch is also kind of limited by supply. That mm. is very true. Um. Yes. Now we kind of know what E3 would have looked like for yeah. Nintendo. Oh my God! It would have been so cool. Um. As a side as a, a side quest, Seth, you just mentioned that you're you're selling a bunch of games. I saw you posting about yeah. that on Twitter. Why are you doing that? Uh, most that doesn't seem like a smart idea. I'll tell you the story because okay. a lot of these games I uh, I bought because I had to have them, and then I just put them on the shelf and never like some of these I've never even opened the boxes. And then other games I bought at GameStop at the end of the DS lifecycle, knowing that they would increase in value. So I was speculating on okay. video games, and I think I think I might have outpaced the stock market. Not sure. I'll have to look into it a little further. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, I'm glad, Sam, I'm glad you're so excited about this. Not everyone is oh, yeah. as excited, including our, uh, our listener slash viewer, Andrew, who wrote us in to say, he wrote us this morning to say, Nintendo, so damn frustrating sometimes. They always seem to find a way to come up just short of expectations. After a year of little to no news coming from Nintendo, I've been pumped over the rumors of a Mario 64 release on Switch. After today's announcement, I'm completely let down that what we're getting is basically an N64 port. I was hoping for something closer to a remaster that would have at least somewhat modern graphics. It's my own fault for setting those expectations. But at the same time, I'm tired of Nintendo selling us the same games over and over and over again. Uh, This is $60 for 13, 18, and 24-year-old games. I understand remasters cost more to make. And from Nintendo's perspective, what's the point if people are willing to buy the old games anyway? But come on, it's frustrating that such a core part of Nintendo's business is selling nostalgia trips to gamers that grew up with an NES or uh, Super NES, Nintendo 64. At some point, Nintendo deserves more backlash than they get. But anyway, I have a pre-order to go place. There you go! That's why they do it! Everyone does this. They're like, oh my god, Nintendo, they're doing it to us again. Like, while they're at the register at GameStop signing their credit card slip. They're like, I can't believe I'm buying this game again. It's like, no kidding. The only difference is, do you have a smile on your face or a frown on your face when you take your wallet out? Yeah. There's a lot of discounting here of this being like finally a good way to play 3D games from Nintendo 
on a plane. Yes. Or, uh, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> or just at like, all. It's, you don't have to it, hook up your Wii. They just wouldn't port this stuff to 3DS. I don't know why. I don't know why they wouldn't. But well, now you can, you can, it also didn't have yeah. analog sticks and stuff like that, right? But now it does. And like the Switch is like, I, I, that's such like a permanent desert island game for me, Mario 64. And then I, I really like Sunshine. I played it again recently. As I said, it's one of my favorite games. Um, and maybe, you know, control wise will be improved that's what on the, the Switch. It's just hard. That game's hard. Like, yeah. like controlling some of the later flood stuff where you like blast off with the rocket. And then when they take away flood, of course, it's hard too. But yeah, the, the flood controls are like really pressure sensitive. And it's just like that game is overthought. <laughs> it's really interesting. I don't think I've played it since I, you know, I, I got it when it first came out. And I don't think I've played it since then. And I remember the water was amazing to me at the time in 2002. Yeah. Best water I had ever seen. Ah, we'll see how it looks in 2020. My memory, I'm, I'm curious to revisit it because I actually like exploration-based Mario games more too. But my memory is that it's like 60 good stars than 60 like kind of bad ones. So, hmm. um, you know, curious to see whether I, whether I still feel that way in 2020. That nighttime mushroom level is so cool. <laughs> and then we haven't even mentioned Super Mario Brothers 35. Yep. Oh my god, I forgot all of the new great. Battle so Royale. My, and we haven't mentioned the Mario Kart too. So like the Battle Royale, I, I think I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around like what that <laughs> game is. I guess it just gets hard really fast by throwing in like, you know, more bloopers than usual. But uh, I really like uh, the, the Tetris model for this. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that's just like, it's just cool to see like, there's almost a series developing out of uh, uh because it just has a lot of features of that, right? It's laid out the same way, and yeah, so it just has it was, like it, it, it's, it looks like the same production. It's really cool. Like this is a series now, and you yeah, can it play was, it for five months. Yeah, yeah. Also weird that it's apparently a limited time thing, because uh, Tetris ninety nine is not. Um, but Super Mario Brothers thirty five is with thirty five players, and in case you hadn't seen the trailer, um, everyone is 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 it the actual levels from uh, Super it just Mario starts Brothers that way, or is it procedurally or, generated? Unclear. I don't know if it's procedurally generated, but there's stuff that doesn't exist in Super Mario Brothers that happens really quickly. And you can see, see, like again, like a million uh, uh, enemies thrown at you at once. Yeah. And when you defeat enemies, you send them to the other players, just like you do Tetris yeah. blocks in, yeah. in Tetris 99. So. That's so smart. That's what the original Nintendo versus cabinet for Mar- Super Mario Brothers should have been. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, versus Super Mario Brothers should have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's out October 1st. And then next year, February 12th, is the Super Mario 3D World with the uh, expansion, Bowser's Fury. Ooh. He's furious. Yeah. Man. That's so far from now. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's way past the 35th anniversary, too. <laughs> yes, it is. Do we get a release date for the Mario Kart stuff? I need, I need the Mario Kart stuff explained to me. Oh, it looks so cool. Yeah, you get I... these little Mario Karts, and um, they have a camera on them. And then you build a racetrack in your physical house and then, you know, race it around. And the camera, it's like AR, right? So what you're seeing on your Switch screen is, uh, you know, power-ups and other digital racers racing around your actual house with your actual real toy Mario Kart. That but your Switch is remote ride. controlling those carts. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, so and the way you're, you don't have to look at them. You can just stare at your screen while they, in real life, go around your house. Yeah. So is there a game that you buy or download or like some sort of software. Yeah. Because yeah, that's what yeah. you're controlling the carts with a kind of a visual representation of its camera. And then as Justin's saying, like if you get squirted with slime, it, your wheels like get like a, a debuff on them and they start going slower in real life. 
But okay. on the screen, it shows like gunk all over your wheels. Yeah. And your friends can bring theirs over and you can competitively race with your real life toys. And if you throw a virtual shell, their real life toy will stop because it got hit. Just like it, it's extremely cool. cool. Yeah. Seems great. Do you buy, do you buy the car's, carts separately like Amiibo? We don't know. Ooh, um, okay. We know that Best Buy has a like a placeholder page up that says $99, but mm-hmm. it's not for sale and no one else has that yet. So we don't really know okay. that much about how it's going to be sold. Do we know when it's out? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Nobody knows. I'll go. Okay. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't remember if that one got a release date or not. All right. So, like, the way this all shakes out for me, I'm glad to have this stuff. I would rather have it than not, but a little disappointed with the way Nintendo went about it, with the way they went about announcing it, and the way, uh, you know, the effort that they put into the packages, like the, the uh, 3D All Stars. I do want to say on Mario Kart Live, my reaction was, this looks super cool and awesome. Um, I live in a small apartment with carpet, so hmm. that's, that's that. You need, you need the big wheel version of them. <laughs> yeah. well, but, um, so, that's off-road. I know, so we, there's a lot we don't know about it. You don't buy the track? It's not no, like a track. You, it's, it's little a gate. Track. It's like you set up the gates, and the gates sort of uh, okay. tell the game where the track is supposed to be. And it looks okay. like you're supposed to do it based on configurations that are kind of preset. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's unclear, too. Justin, you're just going to have to sit up in your kitchen. It's October 16th this year. No way. Cool. Yeah. Cool, right? <laughs> wow. Which is like a week before Pikmin. Is that right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So we're getting is, uh, you can, um, 3D, 3D All-Stars, uh, Mario Brothers 35, Mario Kart Live, and then Pikmin 3. Guys, the cat videos are going to be so good. <laughs> They're going to be so good. They will. They did. They did a yep. cute thing in the video where, like, the track is all virtual, right? So it's like, but the kids and the, you know the actors set up like, uh, you know, playing cards and other stuff to sort of like make a track along the edge of the area that you're allowed to race in. It's very charming. Cool. And it'd be cool if you don't have a uh, room in your apartment to do something like this when summer comes back around, or if you live in a warmer place, you can do this outside. Yeah, yeah. as long as your air isn't toxic to breathe. Yeah, as long as there's not <laughs> fire smoke particulates. um okay let's move on uh share what we've been playing i know sam has been playing avengers i played a bit last night anybody else playing avengers yet yes no wait justin said not yet yeah okay and seth is not playing i Uh, have no desire to play it no desire to play it (laughs) just doesn't look like it look like a game for me not enough not enough simulation elements you only play flight sims I, now. I only play Microsoft Flight Sim now. That's kind of actually true. Sam, what do you think of Avengers? Uh, I'm surprised at uh, how um, uh, you know. I'm not surprised about how simple the gameplay is, but I'm surprised about how much I like the story and the characters so far. And I'm not talking about the Avengers. I'm talking about the main character, uh, yep. uh, Kamala, and um, and just like kind of following that story, even though it's just kind of you just kind of walk through it and then you kind of fight through it and then you walk through it some more. Like, uh, it's really good. I really like that part of it and I won't mind playing, you know, a few more hours of this, but the next portion of the game, the multiplayer stuff I haven't even touched and nor do I really plan to. It's supposed to be post campaign content anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't venture into that, into that. Totally agree. Uh, the, my, the main takeaway or my first impression was that Kamala Khan is so likable. Definitely one of like the best video game characters of the year. I think, uh, yeah, 
so she's good. Just really, she's really great. Um, I still think all of the Avengers just look off like like uh, discount versions. So yeah, they look what, about their, what about their voices? Yeah, I mean, they're also not great, even though they've got it's great crazy. voice actors. Like, it's crazy um, that we have this, like, set of, you know, expe- expectations for what real-life Avengers looks like now that's so set in our mind that everything seems like a knockoff. Because w- there was a time in which there would just be superhero games that came out every year, and, like, it didn't matter who voiced Spider-Man or what Spider-Man looked like year to year. It just didn't matter. It's like, oh, yeah, this is Spider-Man, but now we cannot separate ourselves out from these 30 movies. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't even have to be like like the movies. Like one of the first things you have to do at, when you go to a day, uh, the celebration is you have to wander around and collect comic books. And I think they use actual covers, like real covers from oh, cool. real comic yeah. books. And they look so much cooler than the characters yeah. in the game do. It's, like, <laughs> I, they it's too made, bad they couldn't have done something I like see. that, make it more stylized. You know, yeah. they should have made the in-game Avengers look more different. They're too close. They're too yeah. like make them older yeah. or younger or change. Yeah. more about them from the mcu versions yeah they're the uncanny avengers yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they look very much like there was a lot of back and forth between the licensee and the licensor yeah. on designs yeah. and then yeah. that was like the most diluted watered down version they could get where everyone just threw their arms up and said fine yeah i've been yeah, interested sure. in seeing like it's not been a secret that uh you know kamala khan is the main character of you know you're following the story through her but nor have they really talked like they're also not leaning into that marketing or messaging and so seeing people on social media like pick up on that and understand that like oh like this is who you know you're primarily following has been really interesting for me to see yeah um so yeah i really like the character um the game the combat's fun enough for me to keep playing uh, at least for a while um uh, there's like little elements of Tomb Raider in there because it's Crystal Dynamics, you know, a lot of the uh, traversal uh, stuff, like the way that Kamala like, scuttles up walls and stuff is very Lara Croftish. That's um, true. I didn't think about it that way. And then, of course, like just the 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 writing is on the level with Crystal Dynamics stuff, right? And just like the way yeah. that, that, that it's put together. That's really true. So, yeah, I, I wonder about the rest of it. And I wonder about who the audience is for this game because uh, it has gotten a very negative reception um, in places that I've seen it, you know, be either, you know, reviewed or, uh, you know, footage shown of it or anything. There's just like this big backlash, but I think, I think this game is for kids. I think it's more like a Lego game. And and I I think like kids will, would like it. Yeah. It just, there isn't stupid. It's just for kids, you know, it's a different, there isn't a, there isn't a bigger property out there than, you know, the Avengers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I feel like they just like, they they tried to do too much with this game. They should have just focused on made it a single player game or make it a multiplayer game. Don't try to make it everything and have seven different types of in game currency, and <laughs> a, a long roadmap of characters that they're going to be adding down the road. You know, when you it's picture, like, forget that this game exists and say, you know, they're making, you know, Square Enix and you know, Crystal's making an Avengers game. Like this is not the game that you picture. It's a very yeah. very different. <laughs> Yeah, but but um, the part that I've played so far is so I'm really happy that it's not just the standalone anthem knockoff. That that is good. That is a good thing. And so like, I, I hope there's enough of it there for me to end up recommending it for people that don't like the anthem anthem destiny style of uh, game that this uh, you know the other half of it is. But I, I haven't played enough of it yet to report back yet. There is an odd thing I noticed. You know, all of us have been uh, covering this game for a long time on IGM. Uh, what is this game's official title? Marvel's The Avengers? Yeah. Well, no, we've been writing Marvel's Avengers. There's no V. There's no V. So all this time, Marvel's Avengers. The title screen is just Marvel Avengers. 
There's no apostrophe oh. S. <laughs> I gotta check but, now. Yeah, it's very confusing. Maybe the title screen's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta update the title. They gotta patch the title screen. Patch it out, yeah. Re- retailers, you know, again, maybe they're wrong, but they say Marvel's apostrophe S Avengers. That's what we've mm-hmm. been typing on the site. That's what our object yeah. is. And also and the think- box, the box just says Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> There's no Marvel? Well, think- it's got the Marvel logo. Yeah. I think Square Enix calls it Marvel's Adventures. Um, <laughs> the, the um, uh, like you know when we're corresponding with them. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, our reviewer uh, played a lot of the beta, and Tony Stark has some like bad bad jokes in this. Like it's not the best example of, of the writing in the game, mm-hmm. and he he suspects at this point that they toned down the jokes after the beta. So huh. he got a joke joke patch. Okay. Uh, well, they removed um, some of the jokes. We'll report back on that. Okay. The uh, the official name of Spider Man is Marvel's Spider Man on yeah. PS4. So this may just be some Marvel, you know, some requirement of their, you know, their game. Yeah, maybe it's because they have the Marvel Marvel logo. They didn't want to add an apostrophe S to the logo. Maybe I, I just like it's exactly like I'm looking on my screen at Avengers box art and title and Spider Man, and they're the exact same with the red Marvel logo and Spider Man. But then the text says Marvel's yeah. Spider Man. It's crazy. The problem is that there's just, just other uh, Spider-Men out there in the world and they just have to distinguish themselves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Justin, you're still playing Lord of the Rings online? Yeah, I am. I'm doing this. So <laughs> I, I said a few weeks ago that I was like outside Moria and going into Moria. I was wrong. Um, I was in a different part of the Misty Mountains. But now I really am outside Moria. And, um, and it's really funny, uh, Elrond and everyone in Rivendell, they sent this, like, host of elves after the Fellowship, basically to, like, clean up after them. They're like, look, these hobbits are idiots. Um, they keep leaving, you know, handkerchiefs and different things around and, like, not covering their tracks. So, you know, I'm going out and helping the elves of Rivendell, like, make a false trail to make the enemy think that the Fellowship went this way. Or... Um, going out and collecting sort of this, you know, defeating these orc messengers that are like trying to take a message back about which way the fellowship's going. And, and they don't even know that the fellowship went into Moria for sure. They're like, man, we're not quite sure what path they took. So, you know, I'm sort of scouting ahead, trying to figure out which paths the fellowship take, and then kind of trying to like clean up after them and make sure that the enemy doesn't know their uh, movements. At this point in the book, the fellowship is finally beset upon by wargs. Are you seeing lots of wargs? There are hella wargs there, and there's a big burnt, there's a big burnt hill with, uh, with a yeah. bunch of wood that was... Gandalf set two trees on fire and scared off all the mm-hmm. wargs. That happened yeah. a, night, a night ago uh, in my reading right now. And so yeah. right now they're outside of Moria because they had found yeah. the, 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 the dammed up river and then yeah. went up some stairs and they find this like giant black pool outside of Moria. So that's, uh, I'm still track, tracking you exactly. Yeah, Gandalf uses a word of command to uh, to light a bunch of trees on fire. And um, oh, and I uh, one quest that I went on was I had to go fetch Bill the Pony. Where yeah, I, I don't remember how it is in the. I uh, read it last night. But in the how movie, are you guys tells, like this? Gandalf tells Frodo. He's yeah. like, man, we got. They go up and hike up these stairs and look at the gates of Moria, and they're like, man, the 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 pony can't get up these stairs. We got to tell, we got to let him go. And then in Frodo's like, Sam's going to be devastated. And then Sam is, he cries. <laughs> but but I, Gandalf whispers in his ear, he's like, listen, man, you're going to find a really great pasture and you're going to go and, and, and I hope you find your way back to Rivendell. But if you don't want to go to Rivendell, it's totally fine. And then they slap him on the bottom and he walks off. 
that's a it's a hilarious part of the movie where it's clearly something that they like forgot to film and they're like holy shit like they just enter the mine and then don't have their pony anymore so there's this like inserts inset scene of of uh, sam being like oh a mine is no face for a pony he'll be fine <laughs> and then he leaves um and so in the game the pony's freaking out and is surrounded by wargs and is about to be eaten. <laughs> right. And so because they, they're 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 running from wolves to get into Moria. Like that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. They didn't so run from a sea monster. No, that's that hasn't happened, happened yeah. yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so so I rescue him from I rescue Bill the pony from these wolves. That's great. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Um, oh, and I still want to give another shout out to Spirit Fair. Um, yeah. I talked about it on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, the game is great. It probably is still my game of the year so far. Um, wow. It's crazy long. It's like 30 hours long. And um, the only reason I put it down is it was actually kind of unstable. Like it, was, it crashed my Switch probably oh, wow. three times. Um, yeah. And, they, you know, it was like a known. They're like, oh, we're going to patch it. We're so sorry. And I think that patch came out yesterday. So I'm, I'm going to try to finish up the last six hours or so of that game that I have. But I just cannot say enough good things about it. It's incredible. Don't sleep on Spirit Fair. Um, it's not just on the Switch; it's on everything. Yeah, it's actually yeah. on Game Pass too. Ooh. I, I was thinking about uh, checking out Spirit Fair, but Pear told me it's not a gaming game. So I don't I know. know. Now, now I don't know what to think. I kind mm. I may agree with that, but it may supersede. <laughs> like sometimes something's good enough that, like, sure. even if you're not a fan of the genre, mm-hmm. um, sure. If if you have Game Pass, you should at least check it out. Uh, Seth, are you actually playing Flight Simulator still? Yeah, it's. That's all I do. That's all I play is play simulator. I've turned. I've gotten to the point <clears throat> where I've turned all the assists off, which means you start at the gate, and you have to call catering, and a truck comes out, and they they shoot that thing up, and they load some food in, and then you call luggage, and the luggage comes, and this is all while you have to go through your checklist and switch every switch on to get the engines started, and then you call tower. You have them push you back from the gate. Oh wait, I'm sorry. You have to have the gate come in and then call to have it pushed back out again. And then they will push you onto the taxiway. Taxi, full instruction from the towers, take off. It's awesome. I love it so much. <laughs> it is like it does not sound fun at all, but I cannot express how much I enjoy just like every little detail having to go through it all to uh, successfully fly, uh, you know, like a 787 Dreamliner. What's your what's your like ideal airport that you want to go to now in the world? Uh, I mean, I probably have been to all of the ones that I really wanted to go to between the mm-hmm. alpha, the beta, and the review period. No, I mean I, in real life. Oh, in real life. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh uh, there's that one. It's one of the landing challenges. It's this crazy little airstrip in Alaska. And so a dangerous one? Oh, That's yeah, 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 yeah. And you can only go in there in like a Cessna and you have to last minute. You just have to cut the engine, turn ninety degrees, and just basically s- go sideways on two wheels onto this little airstrip. And I think that would be fantastically thrilling. Go watch YouTube hey, videos of the no real way. thing. It's amazing. Um, are you? Hey, how do they treat Air Force bases in that game? Uh, you can land on an Air Force. You can land on any. You can land on any airstrip that exists in the world that they have you know so all thirty-seven thousand. so like no one's uh, gonna try and shoot you down if nobody's gonna try to shoot you down if you land at area 51 no one tried to shoot me down when i left from pyongyang north korea and landed in seoul south korea in a a a flight of brotherhood i called it to like top down representations of air force bases like top secret and stuff too well i mean it just renders whatever it sees on the the satellite or the photo telemetric 
it just so renders yeah. the algorithm just renders buildings there. Yeah. It's like, okay. okay, this is probably a hangar. Here's a you know our generic hangar thirty five, and it just yeah. renders. For that. Davis Monthan, does it have like the whole like rows you can and fly rows and over rows the, you can airports? fly over the boneyard? Yeah, it's really? it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a lot of what I do is I just fly places where I used to, used to live because yeah. I'm an old man now. That's, that's an Air Force base in Tucson that that uh, we both know very well. Yes. Wow. In the game, in the game, Seth, have you landed in Antarctica? Uh, no, I've only taken off from Antarctica and I okay. forgot to de-ice and I Ooh. crashed into the ocean and died. <laughs> Can you like fast forward? Like if you're going to be flying over the water for like three hours, is there like yeah. time dilation? Yeah, you, you can just... you can go. I mean, it's not time dilation, but you can p- choose to be, oh, I just want to go to the descent or I just want to go to like final approach or I just want to like land the airplane. You is know, it a I cheat left. code? Yeah. It's dollar, it's sign time, <laughs> dollar sign time. Dollar sign time. Dollar sign time. Yeah, that's how you can also bring your wanted level down when you fly over the, the Air Force base. <laughs> Just like SimCity. Oh, I love it so much. All right, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Already? Listen, yeah, already. we got to get through uh, this magazine. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Darren did. And Darren says, my name is Darren, but Hi, Darren. Blue... Bluke has been my gamer name for about 25 years, and I live in Salt Lake City. I'm almost 42 years old and a very long-time listener of GameScoop, fan of IGN since the, uh, since the N64.com days. Wow. So I was a double dad, but got divorced and remarried, and now I'm a triple dad. Oh. Last week, I was driving with the whole family, and while I usually only listen to GameScoop when I'm alone, I decided to listen in the car while everyone was playing on their phones. Of course, just a few minutes in, Damon says, but first... And I laughed, as I always do. My wife asked what I was laughing at, and I had to Same. explain how you always say but first, and it always makes me laugh. She rolled her eyes. <laughs> anyway, I said over to my shoulder to the kids, 8, 12, and 14 years old, do any of you know what it means when a baby is born breech? They all say no. <laughs> I replied back to them, I will tell you in just a second, but first. <laughs> okay. My wife groaned and message. My wife groaned, and the kids are like, but first what? Are you going to tell us? Meanwhile, I'm laughing hysterically. So my question for the group is, do I earn dad joke of 2020? Hmm. Pretty good. Good. It's up there. The year's not over yet. Yeah, there are three dads on the show. We definitely can uh, appreciate a good dad joke. Oh, yeah. I know how how hard it can be to come up with original material for uh, dad jokes. So if there are any other dads listening out there, I actually know a lot of jokes in sign language, and I guarantee you no one has ever heard them. Oh. Okay. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Um, I taught uh, I taught my daughter uh, the thing like look under there underwear and then you laugh because they said underwear Yeah, and she's six and now uh, she she tries to use it on me so much that like the fact that she's so horrible on it is what makes it funny yeah And and I tell her she's like hey dad look under there and I'm like I know what you're trying to do I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it but then she, but then she just doubles and triples and quadruples down, until I'm like underwear, and then she's like, "Ah, I got you." <laughs> but you didn't, though. I already told you. I knew what you were doing. That. So, it's just a, it's just a big party over at my house all the time. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to share my screen with you. Can you see oh this? I we can. Watch, it. watch stream. Click on that. Got it. Oh, I didn't. Got it. it. Yeah, there's big... this big green monster. 
This is the oh, September. Oh, look at that guy. The September 1990 issue of Video Games and Computer Entertainment. I don't know what this is supposed to represent. Uh, in the bottom left, it says they've got maps and tips for a Newtopia, which is a Zelda-like on Turbo Graphics. Turbo Graphics, yeah, it's on the uh, it's on the mini. Yeah, but what think, game is this? <laughs> I mean, maybe I think this is Newtopia. I don't I don't know. Maybe this is the Game Genie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> maybe it is. They talk about Game Genie. This is 1990, so that was very new. Uh, but this is just representative of a time when they didn't have assets from publishers, so they had an illustrator on staff that would have mm-hmm. to create all this stuff cool. for them. That is uh, really cool. We'll dive right into it. It's an ad for Mission Impossible on NES, and it just shows the box art, and then, need we say more? And I don't know that Mission Impossible, the TV show, is really that big a property in 1990. <laughs> this is six years before the Tom Cruise movie. <coughs> yeah. You so need yeah, to I be- think... <laughs> You need, need to be to so more. sure. You need to be so sure you don't need to say more <laughs> to get away with an ad like this. There Mission was Impossible NES. a remake, I think, on CBS uh, or a reboot of that show in the early 90s. I used to watch it with my dad. Do you think this is based on that? I think it actually is, yeah. Because look how so old it, Peter Graves is. He's an old man in this. I guess yeah, he was yeah. perpetually an old man. but yeah, I true. definitely remember seeing this as a rental <laughs> and ignoring it. Yeah, I never yeah. played this one. For sure. Uh, this is an ad for a sound card. Wow. LAPC or LSD. is a music synthesizer <laughs> card, which, when you stick it into your computer, takes the pitifully anemic sounds computer games offer up and turns them into something quite extraordinary. Yeah. Something you don't really see that often. <laughs> uh, an ad, a TurboGrafx ad, uh, to help bonk, bonk the bad guys, and you could win a TurboGrafx-16. It says, what's the most outrageous person you know of? Who's the most outrageous person you know of? What's the dumbest thing you've ever seen? Tell video games and computer entertainment, and you could win an outrageous new NEC TurboGrafx-16 video game system. Cool. Why do people go through that? To enter, enter, fill out a postcard with your name, address, and phone number, along with one famous person and one well-known thing that deserves to be bonked. First prize is the CD player. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable with what the magazine's going to do with this information. Bonk knows there are plenty of uh, dumb, wild, and radical things to bonk, like athletes who use drugs, stupid TV programs, Ooh. and people who drink and drive. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's not wrong. Bonk all those things. <laughs> I also uh, I smell a new <laughs> weekly segment. Who's going to get bonked this week? <laughs> bonk that. Yeah, we should. That gives a whole new meaning to help bonk, bonk the bad guys, doesn't it? <laughs> we do need a new uh, weekly segment. What should bonk, bonk, bonk this week? Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, a, uh, a delicious-looking cucumber appetizer was just delivered to me. Ooh. Okay, here's the uh, reader mail. A Nintendo fan speaks out. I've been a subscriber for three months now. I've been reading your magazine for the past year or so. You're by far the most mature of the va- magazines. I'm 26. Apparently, your editors despise Nintendo. It's very obvious with the constant and annoying barrage of negative comments about Nintendo. I've put up with it long enough without saying anything. Well, I want more Nintendo. Knock off the whining, please. I've had my NES for two years, and I love it. I find it ironic that you would stab in the back the very company that has put home video games back where it is today. I consider buying a Genesis or TurboGrafx-16, but the Genesis has no game selection. Nine games at last count at Toys R Us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> these are the games toys r us has there could no there, how could there be any other games <laughs> i buy two to three games a month so the genesis was out of the question and the tg16 isn't even a 16 bitter what a joke oh man Get with it nec bring on the 32 bit <laughs> i keep hearing about that will open some eyes 
I guess when the Super Famicom comes out, that will put to rest what the best machine is, won't it? Personally, I'm in no hurry to get the Super Famicom because the new chip technology, uh, the graphics have gotten incredible in the last six months or so. He's talking about new chips added to NES cards at that, or, you know, around 1990. And I think Damn, it's, this, uh, this, this letter is a full page of this magazine. I know, I know. That's called an op-ed. <laughs> Your June issue prompted me to write this letter. Here's what I feel the average NES player would say to the comments of the editors and readers. And I, so I think he's now going to respond to uh, letters from that magazine. So one of them is, I used to own an NES, but after getting burned once too often by games, not nearly worth what I paid for them, I sold the system. Uh, <laughs> our writer says, too bad. Most players read as many reviews as they can get their hands on or wait a couple of weeks after the game comes out, then rent it to make sure they like it. <laughs> Another comment he's responding to wait, goes, I would, wait, oh, wait, wait, what? what? I, I, is he like play rolling yeah, yes. people and editor answers now? He, he's he's answering the editor's uh, complaints with his own bolstering oh, of okay. Nintendo or entertainment he's, system. He's responding to last or reader mail from a few issues ago. Oh. People who are writing and complaining about Nintendo. Um, actually, Call yeah. Let's let's move on. This like like Sam pointed out, this is a whole page. <laughs> of this, he's mad of this issue. Quite a rant. Uh, here's a 16-bit convert. This about th about three weeks ago. I purchased probably the best NES cart to date, Super Mario Brothers 3, and was really not impressed. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Seems to be some uh, conflicting information there. Uh, so I sold my system and all my games and got a Genesis. It was more than worth it. For $10 more than Super Mario Brothers 3, I got Revenge of Shinobi. It's about 20 times better than Super Mario <laughs> Brothers 3. I don't know about that. <laughs> Why lost all hail Genesis. Ah, Genesis. Got Revenge of Shinobi, better game than Super Mario Brothers 3. It does what Nintendo won't. Mm -hmm. uh, People were very impressed by uh, Ninja Graphics at that time. I, I can attest to that. <laughs> that is very true. This is an ad for Wizardry on the NES, and it's just a black screen with a warning, Video Game General's warning, Wizardry is for serious game players only, guaranteed to stretch the limits of your imagination, period. Oh, wow. But I don't it's think... Like a, it's like a cigarette pack warning. Yeah. yeah. I, w I wouldn't <laughs> say the, the creators of this advertisement were really stretching the limits of their imagination. That's... You know, it's actually the dream of every uh, video game cadet to eventually become a video game general. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Who's the video game general? <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. A couple more letters here. Uh, this one's worried about too many mistakes in games. It says, I love your magazine. It's the best on the market. I have a problem with video game companies. I guess you could call it an editing problem. I recently bought Tecmo's World Wrestling from NES. It's a fun game, but it has the worst grammar I've seen in a game. <laughs> Problems like, you'll have to get past me, P-A-S-S-E-D, and other strangely arranged phrases and misspellings. I admit I'm not an expert on grammar, but it detracts from gameplay. And that isn't the only game with errors either. In Metal Gear, when Solid Snake enters a truck that starts moving, he says, oh, oh, the truck have started to move. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. in Exodus Ultima, a prisoner says, I am ashamed of my... <laughs> I am ashamed of my crimes. <laughs> now, some of these programmers may be I feel Japanese. asleep. Yeah. I some feel of asleep. these programmers may be Japanese, and direct translations may not work correctly in the game, but they should at least get help. And I just think it's funny. What, what does the magazine say about that? It says, thanks for your observations, Michael. Hopefully, game companies will start being a little more careful about what appears on a game screen. With the illiteracy rate already so high and some consumer groups objecting to electronic gaming as bad for our youth, the video game industry doesn't need heat because of misspellings and poor grammar. Oh, wow. Me fail English? That's <laughs> impossible. I'm so happy we have localization now, and it's all thanks to angry parents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember... An 
Ill, an Ill, uh, like an especially high illiteracy rate in 1990. I yeah, no, I, I think that's I, maybe 1890. Yeah, I think I was exactly. too. You know, I was like you know a kid when the NES was around, so I didn't notice any of those spellings and typos. And then Metal Gear was the first one I can remember being like, "Oh, in a minute." <laughs> Uh, it's an ad for Astian Axe. The classic, uh, the action on screen is, has come alive and is now in this kid's living room. Yeah, look at how stoked that kid is, though. Yeah, but so what's a little unclear to me is um, his TV's off. So I don't know, did did like the electricity short out and then the characters yeah. popped out? Or but Damon, the dragon uh, burned the TV until it stopped oh, working. That's mm. true. This kid's NES is like behind him on the coffee table. So there's no <laughs> way it could reach the TV clear across the room all the way over there. <laughs> no. And he's also I'm uh, sure there was an accessory that allowed you to extend your cord for like eight feet or something like that. He's been snacking while he's playing. He's got a bowl of potato chips, but he's being very messy. And there's chips yeah. all over the table. And there's like a half-eaten apple that's gotten all brown. Yeah. He's left it out for your house long. is going to look like that in four years. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it. I hope it includes the scene that's happening here with the knight <laughs> and the dragon. Yeah, and the skeleton. Uh, I have no jokes to make about this ad. It's just awesome. This is a yeah, ad it really is. Ninja Game actually, Wrath of the Black Manta. I actually ducked for a second when it came up on screen because <laughs> I thought that shuriken was coming right at me. It's just a ninja jumping this, and throwing a, a throwing star right at the viewer. This Wrath of the Black Manta ad is 20 times better than the Mario 3 ad I saw earlier. The Mario 3 <laughs> ad? Because it has ninjas. Because it has a really high def, high def ninja. Um, there's a new pinball machine featured roller games. You know this oh, one? Cool. Sam? Rock, rock, roller games. Rock yeah, and I do. roller games. It's the latest pinball yeah, from so Williams. This game has two different versions of the bat glass, one with lady players and one with uh, men players. Cool. Does, does the men player turn suggestively like that lady player is down <laughs> on the right? I think it's equally as sexy. There's a, um, there's a magnet that stops the ball by the upper right flipper, and then so you can like whack it really easily with the upper right flipper. It's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, a uh, post-apocalyptic rollerblade-based pinball machine. What's not TV to like? Based on a TV show, I believe. Yes, that is... Uh, actually, my friend had a tape of a full episode of Roller Games that he uploaded to YouTube so you could watch it. It was wow. what would disappoint us because we would be hoping for American Gladiators and instead we'd get Roller Games. It's an ad for Target Renegade on NES, which I'm, I guess I never realized was a, a sequel to the original Renegade. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's from Taito. I think it's just a brawler. I never played this one, but a very cool box art. Arg. <laughs> yeah. And they, they've just tried to recreate the box art here. Admirably, I think. Yeah. Do you think when they take a picture of a guy jump kicking like that, that he's just lying on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's definitely not flying. He's, he's like way above skyscrapers in the middle of a city. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I, uh, well, I, I mean, in, in world, I think he's like maybe, you know, jumping like on the top of a train or something like that, like bad dudes. Remember, this is uh, 1990. There's a little uh, news item in here about how Atari is continuing support for 2600 and 7800. Oof. Oh, the 2600 wow. would have been 13 years old at this point. Yeah. I know, there, I know late 80s Atari games. I, didn't, I can't name a 90s one. They have five uh, 2600 games coming out uh, this year. Akari Warriors, including Akari Warriors, which... It's an amazing game. That's I probably wouldn't great. want to play it on 2600. No. no. Did that really come out on the 2600? They also got I'm Clax, apparently. Clax came to 2600. That's, I just can't imagine like the blocks spinning the way they're supposed to on the 2600. Wow. You know, Double Dragon came out in the 2600. <laughs> yes. 
It did. Uh, they've got a report from the summer CES, which is what uh, this is what E3 was before there was E3. Uh, this is where video games would show off all their stuff at the CES, which continues to this day now that there's E3. Well, there used to be E3. Uh, so the report <laughs> from Sega is the Sega booth was hopping to the sounds of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal, as, oh, well, as, yeah. Sega's, as well as Sega's latest slogan, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. It was, new to them. Down. it was new to them then. In 1990, that seems very early for that. That's, I mean, yeah. I mean, would VGNC lie to us? The Genesis yeah. was out then, and the Super Nintendo was not out yet. So that's probably Damon got that ball this rolling. Is important. Yeah. yeah, this is what Clax looks like on the Atari 2600. Oof. Well, I'm hold on, I'm full screen right now, so I can't. <laughs> okay, I, I can only see the magazine. Well, show me after the magazine. Okay, it's just a bunch of. <laughs> it just looks like a ladder. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um. Konami debuted a helmet zapper for the NES called the Laser Scope Peripheral. Does anyone remember this? I remember reading about it, but I don't remember anything about it. It's a helmet you put on your head, and it's it's like it's a light gun that you wear on your head, and then it's voice activated. So you say, like, "Oh Shoot. yes, I do remember that." Then, yeah. I mean, is it meant for accessibility or just cool people? I don't know. I mean, I unfortunately I don't think they were thinking too much about accessibility no. back in those days. Well, there no. was a really good con- Nintendo controller that used like mouth controls and stuff like that. And oh, it says a microphone monitors any sound you make, be it fire, shoot, or oatmeal, turning it into a command to blast. Hmm. Oh, so this thing really came out, but apparently it just it didn't work very well because any sound it picked up would cause <laughs> you to fire. Yeah. <laughs> And I should clarify, I meant is it, I'm looking at a guy that's, that's shouting in a chair and he looks like he thinks he's really cool. But I didn't mean to draw a distinction between people that might have accessibility needs and cool people. Sure. Everybody sure. can be a cool person. Of course. Uh, there was a, a, a dual-purpose computer IBM PC that had an NES built into it. What? This is back in 1990. Ooh, is that a, yeah. was that, did that ever get past the prototype stage? Because now I have a new obsession. No. It's called the, you can look cool. it up. It's called the Duo Computer. That is very It combined an IBM PC clone and an NES game system. It says play wow. video and computer games on the same machine. It's possible Whoa. with an unusual hardware product. The Duo computer puts a full-capacity IBM PC-compatible computer in the same case as an NES. Both you know, halves of the unit can operate through a standard television set or TV monitor. Putting so, things in the same case as each other is not as amazing, I guess, as I once thought it was. <laughs> I just like it says you can do a TV set or a computer monitor. It's awesome. What, what that keyboard looks so. Look, what would the NES games have looked like on a computer monitor? They, they would have looked a, amazing. I don't it's know. just yeah. a TV. What do you mean? No, it would have uh, been some sort of. Uh, I'm just thinking uh, of early VGA like, PC games like like had a very limited color palette. I don't know. That would have been played in an old phosphorus green. Oh, oh no! Yeah. In 1990, yeah, it would have been a, a full color CRT. All right. And the Play Choice, if you ever want to check out what a, a cool, nice VGA NES game looks like, does a, a, a different type of monitor. Seth, you a fan of Seth? Are you a fan of Bloody Wolf? I couldn't be more of a fan. Look at that! Oh, I no. actually don't know anything about it, but I, oh, I'm a fan well, because of this ad, uh, advertisement. Now, hold it's on, hold name. on. Is this one not in the TurboGrafx 16 Mini? It is not in the TurboGrafx 16 Mini. That's crazy because this has to be a top five TurboGrafx 16 game. Really? Is it a? Is it just a? Is it a Contra like? It's more. No, it's more like. Uh, it's top down. So it's more like Mercs. If you remember that game. Oh. Another, from How's Capcom? it top down with that helicopter above him? I was gonna say it looks like Space Harrier. Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> the, the helicopter. Uh, he's at standing at the edge of a cliff in that oh, in that screenshot. And that cool. helicopter has come up. 
from the cliff. Is this related to Operation Wolf? It is not related to Operation Wolf. So it's more like Mercs or more like um, more like Akari Warriors. Mm-hmm. This is top down. Awesome, awesome game. A review of Skater Die 2. They gave, it, they, gave it an, they gave it an 8 overall. Huh. That's great. I you can that tell. That cutscene was in the NES. It's a Skater Die 2. Well, this is the NES version, though. It is, I, though. I mean, I, I think it was only that. on NES. So Skater Die yeah. 2 is wildly amusing. Stores in the mall have names like Pizza by the Ton and Just Lids. And yeah. Floor Shine Shoes. I remember it so well. Wildly amusing. <laughs> wildly. And, and then, of course, at the end of the review, they have they give the address for Electronic Arts <laughs> in San Mateo, California, and their 800 number. I talked about this on GameScoop the other week. That that ramp, if you yeah. go up that middle one and then you mm-hmm. fall, if you don't make it over, your your uh, character splits in two and is decapitated. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds yeah. amazing. Oh, well, it's an it's an awesome ramp. It's yeah. a really it, fun mini. It's in the title of the game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It surely is. Uh, this is a profile on Trade West, uh, which is the company that that um, like they published Double Dragon on the NES. Oh yeah, that's right. So it's just a profile about how they like uh, the the founder quit his job to start to buy a vending machine company, uh, and then in, bought some <laughs> arcades, and then worked their way up to licensing games for the NES. Is it the, the guy with the cowboy hat? Yeah, is he the one? I, was, I don't know. Like, He's, He's like a stereotype of like, we're putting yes, our oral yeah. money in video yeah. games. <laughs> I Cook wore this hat the day JFK was shot, and it's always brought me good luck. <laughs> yeah, the guy in the That's the hat. video game general. The guy, <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the cowboy hat is the CEO. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, original ooh, art for ooh. a strategy guide on Ninja Gaiden 2. Nice. I like that. And then, that. of course, that comes out with all the, the maps. That yeah. are all laid out. All the singles, uh, actual fo- photographs. They're all stitched together. Love it. Cool. With captions like "Whoa!" They're pointing to an enemy. The caption says "Whoa!" Where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty long strategy. I love this one. The I guess stage three point two is just a big square. That you have to work your way up. It's not like a long path. You're heading to the yeah. right or whatever. That's like Man. the um uh the the castles or what do they call the mansions in, in Castlevania yeah. two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Stitch together screenshots in old magazines. Mm, so good. I know. Berkeley so Mansion. Cool. Uh, and then there's the the guide to Natopia, but this art is so weird. Wow. Yeah, it's just like this. There about half of the uh, the the albums I own on Bandcamp have this kind of art <laughs> for their album. Yeah, I think cover. this is kind of great. Yeah, it's just so weird. <laughs> and then it says this logo here says for the Genesis. But it's oh, not. It's no. just TurboGrafx-16 exclusive. So I, yeah. I mean, that's not. That doesn't look like a Sega Genesis logo. So no, I don't it's not a Genesis that, logo either. I don't know what that means. <laughs> huh. Unless they just got some weird artwork from somewhere that they. Maybe use. they mean like Genesis in terms of like beginning. <laughs> um and yeah maybe and finally uh, there's a reader poll. The readers pick their top games and they this this whole article is about how they they surveyed their readers and then put them into different groups like. Uh, like enthusiast gamers and mega gamers, like a cool. segmentation study. <laughs> exactly. So they came up with mega gamers instead of uh, hardcore gamers. You know, whatever mm-hmm. they would say. And then so they and then they pulled each segment on what their favorite games were. Every each segment, uh, video games and com- computer entertainment readers, general gamers and mega gamers. Each each segment picked Golden Axe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, as their favorite game. Oh, I yeah. gotta say. Like in 1989, Golden Axe was probably my favorite game. Also, 
beating out games like Mario Brothers 3, Mega Man 2, Ninja Turtles, even Revenge of Shinobi, which we know is about 20 times better than Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the September 1990 issue of Video Games and Computer Entertainment. Okay, that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Kevin Osborne. Let the questioning begin. Could this have been in the, was it a 1990 issue of Computer and Video Game Player Magazine? It's possible. It is possible it could have been in that issue. Okay. Did this come out on the NES? No. Oh, yeah, that's true. Did this game come out, was this a computer game? Did this come out on computers? No. Was this this ever in arcades? Yes. Was it a console exclusive? He just said it was in arcades. I know, that's why I want to know, but that could have been a game from Sega that was only on Oh, yeah, because we only covered... I see what you're saying, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's five. Okay. Is is the company that made this game still around? Yes. Okay, so we're looking at, like, like, you know, Capcom, so on. (laughs) Is this an an American-made game? No. Is this game violent? I mean, in the, in the, yeah, I mean, in the strict yes or no answer, yes. But there are levels of violence. It's not Kubert, although he's got a mouth on him. <laughs> yeah, that was made in the United States. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Is this from uh, before 1983? Yes. Oh, taking it way back. It was in our case. It is way back. Before the crash. But the company is still around, so like you know, not Atari. Could be yeah. like an Activision. Well, and game. it was Japanese made. My bad. But it was an arcade. Did Activision make any arcade? Oh, yeah, it was. Well, it wasn't Japanese. Made. It was not American. It could be a, a European. Yeah. One of those weird specky games. Yeah, it could. I I don't think so because <laughs> the two industries were in Japan and America for arcades. Um, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know. Space Invaders. Like, <laughs> depends on how far back you want to go. Yeah. Um, is this a sci-fi game? Yes, that's 10. Hmm. Do you, when did do you, Tron, Tron come out? I well, that's an American-made game, yeah. and it's from 1982. Um, I can only think of American early arcade games. Well, you, you hit Taito. That's great. So then you, all of Namco. Yeah. Think of all of Namco. So Galaga and Pac-Man, all that stuff. Then you got Konami. They had a bunch of stuff at the time. Uh, Frogger, oh, for example. Sega did a ton of games. That's Nintendo. Not, I can't think like that early. You're looking at like Frogger and like Rally X. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> think of like much yeah. else. It'll be something like that. But then, you know, Nintendo had a huge amount of games by that point. It's crazy. Um, you, did this you use... find a spaceship around in this game? Yes. Did this use a joystick? Yes. As far um, as I know. <laughs> um, Could be. Gallant. Yeah, I mean, it, is it a space shooter? I mean, you already know you're driving around a spaceship. Do you want to ask that question? No. Well, I mean, I guess it could be. Yeah, it's a space shooter. Is this game, uh, does this game scroll? No. Is it in color? Yes. It's not asteroids. 
Yeah, that's Atari. Yeah, that's Atari. Uh, it's it's I, not Space Invaders either, because Space Invaders is black and white. I'm thinking about Galaga. Uh, I don't think it's Galaga because it's not scrolling, so it'd have to be Galaxian. No, but Galaga doesn't scroll. Well, I guess not. I mean, the stars go by in the background, but so does Galaxian. But I, 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 when I asked if it scrolled, I was specifically picturing Galaga. I, I, I it's a non-scrolling game. Yeah, is this game made by Namco? No, that's oh. a team. <laughs> Damn it. Is it made by Taito? No. It is made in Japan, and the developer is still around. Is it made by Nintendo? Yes. Oh. Okay, so it's Radar Scope. Yeah. But it could be Space Firebird or Demons... What's it called? Yeah. All right. Well, did this game be converted into Donkey Kong for the most part? Yes. <laughs> is it Radar Scope? Sure is. Radar Scope. Ooh. From Nintendo in 1981. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Single player or t- or two players alternating turns. Kind of cool looking. Did you see the footage of it in high score? Uh, yeah, because it's like fixed. It's fixed perspective or forced perspective. Yeah, there's a game like that that was more popular that kind of got around called Juno First, mm-hmm. which is really cool looking. Which is a similar. I, I think Raider Scorps more more of a knockoff of that, or maybe they didn't know about each other, but they probably did. Yeah, fun. Uh, and Nintendo just couldn't sell them. It was it was not a hit. So they needed something they could convert him into, and they tasked yeah. Hiro Miyamoto with com- coming up with something fast. And that one's famous because it was like in the factory, so it was able to be converted to Donkey Kong's. And by the way, if, Don- if you see a Donkey Kong machine and it's red, that means it was a radar scope. The, oh, wow. the paint was, is red. Now, people have made those subsequently and stuff like that, but an original red machine means it has a stack of four game boards in it, and it's a uh, conversion. But I was going to say, I mentioned some other games there, uh, Space Firebird, and there's one, I forget what it's called, Demon Fire or Demon Storm or something, but Space Demon, uh, which is a great name. Uh, those are all like, those were like around too. There was like a couple of Nintendo uh, shooters that, that came out like kind of that Galaxian era. They're neat. Cool. That is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Uh, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Very special thank you to Seth for joining us on his day off. Always My pleasure. name is Damon. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. On their way down Boys and girls each make their own mistakes On their way back Put the makeup on the baby's face Come on human, let me see you dancing Let me see your frozen moving face Boys and girls together are advancing Something wonderful is taking place should always have a plan come on human let me see you dancing you'll feel better when the letter comes boys and girls together are advancing following the music and the drum
such an ancient thing Address yourself Girls with babies just say maybe Come on human, let me see you dancing Let me see your frozen moving face Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.